On today's episode of The Geek Underground, we look at the life of a man that shaped many of our lives and left an indelible mark in the world that will last for generations more, the legendary Stan Lee. Well, it's, it's an equal love, love fest because I love my fans. I cannot tell you how much I love my fans. They sometimes at night I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, ah, what's it all about, you know? And then I get a letter from a fan or I read something or I see something or I remember something and I realize it's so lucky to have fans, fans who really care about you. And that's the reason I care so much about the fans, because they just, they make me feel so great. And there's something, if you think about it, that is wonderful about somebody caring about you as I care about them, whom you've never met, who may live in another part of the world, but they care and you have something in common and occasionally you contact each other. And this business of fans, I think is terrific. And I love them all. Martin Goodman, the editor of Timely Publications, hired his wife's cousin, Stanley Martin Lieber, as a general office assistant to the company in 1939. Two years later, he was allowed to write the story for Captain America number three, and his iconic pen name was introduced to the world. Stan Lee Martin Lieber became Stan Lee. He was hoping to save his real name for a novel he would later write and thought comics might tarnish the name. Stan Lee recounted his early time at Timely Publications when he said, When I was first hired there, I became a gopher. There were only two guys, Joe Simon, the editor, and Jack Kirby, the artist. They were the creators of Captain America, and that's what they were working on at the time. I would fill the inkwells, go down and buy lunch, and erase pages and proofread. Then they were fired for some reason. Martin had no one to run the department, and he said to me, can you do it? I was 17, and when you're 17, what do you know? I said, sure, I can do it. Now, Martin must have forgotten about me because he just left me there. I loved it. I was so young, it was sometimes embarrassing. Someone would come into the office and see me there and say, hey, kid, can I see the editor? Uh, after a few years as editor, Stanley joined the war effort and was stationed in the U.S. and served in the Signal Corps that focused on communications, and there he continued to hone his writing skills, working on instruction manuals, scripts, and drawing up promotional posters. After a five-year stint in the Army and arriving back from the war, he got married and continued on as editor at Timely Publications Comics Division. After surviving a few buyouts and seeing a decline in superhero comic books as Western stories had taken over, Lee was ready to call it quits. And he said that looking back, this was the most important decision he ever made. As he was ready to quit, his wife came to him and told him to write one story the way you'd like to write it instead of the way Martin wants you to. Get it out of your system. Worst thing that can happen is he'd fire you, but you're wanting to quit anyways. So in 1961, he released the Fantastic Four. The characters were different in the sense that they had real emotions and real problems. The comics were written more to an adult audience, and it caught on. After that, Martin asked him to come up with other superheroes, and that's when he did the X-Men and the Hulk. Under the leadership of Stan Lee as writer and editor, Marvel presented flawed superheroes unlike the perfect, handsome, and impervious versions found in other comics of the day. Characters people actually connected with. And the rest is history. Stan Lee, you will be missed. This is Dadpool.
And I'm the Trash Panda. And we're here on a somber Saturday, not, not quite a week removed from the passing of Stanley. And I don't know how you handled the news, uh, Trash Panda, but, but for me, I was in a camp meeting as youth workers. One of the things we do in the summers is we run a camp. <laughs> and, and right in the middle, people are, are, are talking and giving their kind of thoughts on things and, and talking to us. Uh, and I get a notification that popped up on my phone that meant that, that said Stanley has passed breaking news. And I audibly gasp in the middle of this meeting. Everyone turns and looks at me. And then you sent me. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I have to send you right away. Like message. it just blew me away. I'm playing destiny and my kids have just gone to bed upstairs and I'm like, uh, it was really loudly. It was hilarious. And so I'm, I'm not sure how, how you guys handled the news as well. But for me, it was something that was like a, a punch in the gut. Um, I even I've only met him twice. My daughter actually talked to him once and I, I was able to briefly talk to him as we went through an autograph line. Uh, but but he's still even though I've never really had a conversation with him. He's someone that I think to generations of people is like their grandfather. You know, to generations of people, he shaped childhoods. He shaped the way people are. And uh, and and to see him go, even though I'm 95, I mean, he's lived a great life. He's done so much. He's a legend that will never be forgotten. Um, it's, it's still something that, that's hard to handle when it happens. Yeah. It was, I mean... <sighs> I told Kalaya when it happened and she'd actually just gone to bed and she was falling asleep. When I told her, she goes, that's really sad, mummy. But at least I got to talk to him before he died. Oh, that's cute of her. But it is. It's the it's the end of a massive era with Herb Trimpey passing away. And now with Stan Lee going and it, Kirby's been gone for quite a while. Kirby's been gone for a while. I think yeah. Steve, Steve Ditko. Hold on. I can't remember. Um if Steve Ditko is actually still alive and, and he, he was one of the, uh, the originals as well. He was born in 1927. Uh, I, I believe, yeah, Steve Ditko passed away as well, actually just this year, um, June, 2018. And, and he was one of the originals back with Stan Lee and, and uh, one of the artists that was creating all these characters. So, so really you, you have lost just in, in the last little bit and, and Kirby was much earlier, but you have lost, uh, a huge part of the original Marvel core. Like you said, Herb Trippy, yeah. the original Wolverine artist, passed away uh, a few years back now. And him and his wife were just amazing people. You actually have a, a necklace made by, by his wife. I do. I actually <laughs> wore it um, on Wednesday as kind of like a little... I wore a... No, it was Tuesday, wasn't it? Sorry. Yes. I wore well, a... M Monday night to us here in the UK yeah. is when we found out. And so then, it was Tuesday. So Tuesday at work, everybody thought it was quite funny at work. But I actually went to work... In black, I wore a black Marvel wristband and I wore my Herb Trimpy necklace as a mark of respect. Because you know what? There are few people in the world of comics that I truly respect because of their creativity and what they've brought to the world of film and story and just, you know, lore. Stanley is one of them. Uh, George Lucas is another. Peter Jackson is another. And these people I truly 100% respect and I'm glad I got to talk to Stan Lee very briefly before he died. I got to see him in person and, you know, we should have got his autograph at the time, but we didn't. But he's, you know, he was, he was a giant. He is the end of. There is, I mean, who actually knows who the writer of Superman is? Off the top of your head, can you tell me right now who created Superman? 
who created I mean, that was an action comics back in the 30s yeah, you know exactly action comics but do you know the name of the person no not even no, a little but bit. you know stan lee because you know the fantastic four you know spider-man you know of all these i mean herb trimpy you know because that's iron man right there you know these people i'm right there Herb trippy was wolverine oh right? wolverine and, and, sorry and he was never a writer he never created the characters he just drew the characters yeah, was yeah. Herb trippy but in any case yeah you know you think of these names and you you automatically go it belongs to that. It belongs to that. It belongs well, like, to that. Like, like Rob Liefeld and Deadpool. I mean, that, yeah. those are synonymous right there. Um, and it's something where, for me, looking at Stanley, you know, the reason why you connected with this character is what was why he created the Fantastic Four and that he created people with real problems, real emotions. But then he even tackled uh, amazing, he tackled bullying in some of his. You know, he looked at that in the comics with Spider Man and young kids and what they go through in school. And you see how he wrote Flash as this bully that bullied Spider Man and how you can handle it. Even, even uh, the Fantastic for and just that this infighting and they're a family but they still have these problems and he shows how they work it out and it was something where I, I think when you're reading these again you connected with the characters but but he was trying to help the people that, that were bullied he was yeah. trying to help the people that were going through hard times he even created a, a deaf character that he had a hearing aid I can't remember the name of that character but it, but it was one that was created specifically for kids that had hearing problems or hearing aids so they could feel included in these superheroes as well yeah yeah, it's uh, insane. Uh, and, and so it, it is insane. Now, some people, though, like think because he's synonymous with Marvel, though, that he actually owned Marvel or owned these characters. But he didn't make a dime of the four billion dollars when Marvel was sold to Disney. None of the characters are actually owned by him. And uh, I, I guess even even at first for a little bit and in different things, I thought, well, Stanley, you know, he sold this. He's in the he's in the ilk of George Lucas, where Lucas made, again, four billion dollars in the Star Wars sale to, to Disney. Stanley, I mean, I think his uh, his salary for the last 25, 30 years of his life, which was a million dollars a year from Marvel. But that accounted for most of his net worth at the end of his life was, was just this salary that he had taken, whereas all of his time at Timely Publications and it became something else and something else and finally became Marvel. It was never owned by him. He, he never owned a stake in the company. No. It was just he became the face of it because because of uh, just they were his characters. Mm hmm. And the ones that he created. Um, I, I just found some fun facts as well about about, uh, about Marvel. The one that you told me the other night that just really made me laugh is the fact that Marvel was given the opportunity That's to the first buy one I have. DC. Yeah, in the mid-80s. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And not really buy them, but in the, in the mid-80s when Marvel was way up, DC was way down. Uh, Warner Brothers, who was DC's parent company, approached Marvel about licensing and publishing, uh, having the publishing rights for every DC character. Mm -hmm. And if this deal would have gone through, it would mean that Marvel would basically be right writing stories for every DC character and in essence take over the entire the entire comic list of everything. Yeah. I mean every single character would be under Marvel's umbrella. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I don't know if that would have included the movie rights. No, because then you would have had Marvel and Marvel Dark, which would have been all the DC characters. Well, you've and that's the way it should be. You kind of got that now with Deadpool and Venom. They're <sighs> kind of the dark side of, of the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, I know, but it's just, you know, I'm not going to get into it with DC because DC, you, you still need to pull your socks up. As far as I'm concerned, we're just going to leave that there. But no, it just oh, yeah, it I, makes me I, I didn't so, realize that. So, I was, yeah. so <laughs> funny when you told me that. I was, I was literally laughing so hard. I thought I was going to pee myself. There you go. Yeah. Now, now, I knew part of this, though. I knew when Marvel was in financial trouble in the 90s, you know, they had to sell off the movie rights to the different studios. What I didn't realize is that when Marvel sold Spider-Man to Sony, they also offered every single character. And they're like, hey, Sony, we want to give you every single character for $25 million. What? 
the rights. So, so you know how Marvel and Disney oh, now have the rights Sony. to all the Avengers. I know. Um, and, and here's what Yer Landu, the Sony Pictures executive at the time, he said, nobody gives a bleep about any of the other Marvel characters. Go back and do a deal for just Spider-Man. And so for $7 million, they got just Spider-Man. But Just $7 million. But still, yeah. Again, Spider-Man has made them plenty of money. However, imagine... But that's so cheap. I know. Uh, but, but, but even still, though, because they were on the verge of bankruptcy, I think they did file for bankruptcy. Marvel did. They needed this influx of cash just to stay afloat in the 90s. Otherwise, they might have gone under. And then we who would have the rights to all that stuff? I don't know. I mean, who, who would have ended up with the movie rights and the comic rights? But, but it worked in keeping Marvel afloat. But it also spread out all of the Marvel characters across Fox, Sony and, and Disney, which owns them now. And they're trying to get them all huh. back under one umbrella. They're trying to get them all back. Yeah. Well, Although with now the Fox the deal, Fox yeah, the Fox deal, gone. we have X-Men and, and all of that world and I'm uh, so glad Four. the X-Men are coming underneath now because oh, the fact you that so you can get that. the X-Men back in under with the Avengers would be so amazing. And stop with this mutants, uh, special children or whatever they call them. I don't know. But... Mm, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, it's amazing now that that's all back together because, again, Fantastic Four was Stanley's first, like, here's my first baby. Here's what I want to release to the world. This is my story. And now that that's back with Marvel under under their, uh, <gasps> I can see movies. It's going to so, be amazing that so way. So here's, here's a question, though. So now the X-Men and, and I know this is going a bit off the path, but it's not. So now the X-Men and the Avengers could absolutely meet, right? Okay. Will Wanda... Meet the actual Quicksilver and go. Oh well, wait a minute. Who was that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. If Is that the brother who died? Because who are you then? They might have to separate those characters somehow. I really don't no, know what I they're going to do. No, I don't want to because I'm sorry. I I know the guy who played Kickass who played um, Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. I I understand who you are, dude. But I'm sorry. The guy who plays it in the X-Men Days of Future oh, Past is amazing. And he's such a good Quicksilver. And I thought it was so weak how that Quicksilver died as well by bullets. Oh, I know. I mean, you, you look at how he handles the bullets in X-Men where he just kind of pushes them to the side. There's, to me, there's no way that a speedster that's no. that fast would get hit by a bullet. Because he no. just, oh, there's a bullet. Push it out of the way. Just walk around it. I mean, there's you're going that speed. It doesn't make sense to me. And so I thought he went out a little weak. Yeah. So I, I don't know but how that, they're going to that rectify that. that. Maybe off. they're going to do another days of future past sort of thing to rectify that situation. Oh, look, that's your, your brother now. Well, again, with all of this uh, multiverse and the, uh, <laughs> w w what's, what's the dimension, sorry, that uh, Ant-Man goes into? The quantum realm. The with quantum the quantum realm, realm you, you can just reset everything and bring dimensions together and you'll have a, a universe where that never happened or this, he was never born and it, it's all, it's all going to be, <laughs> it's all going to be just fine with, with I that. I was just thinking... <laughs> Oh, oh, trash panda. Oh, trash panda. <laughs> um, no, but but it's really hard for me to move on, though. I, I know there's still so much that it's kind of happened this week around Stanley and the geek world. Mm. But but I but I think really to, to honor him, it is more to delve into that. It, it's to focus on a lot of these things that, that he has helped cultivate, even if, you know, things like video games and, and other things aren't to just the whole geek world that, that we're able to live in now. I mean, look, look at us. Look, look at what comic book nerds were like in the 70s and 80s, but what they've become now because of Stanley, because of Stanley making it popular again, I was, is that we don't need a in the closet. Yeah, anymore. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I said, um, I think it was actually my aunt, my grandmother, um, because I said to them when I talked to them on Tuesday night, because I call uh, my father and my grandma and my aunt um, every week, and um, I was saying to them how I'd worn black to work, and they're like, oh, Livy. And I'm like, no, you don't understand, because my uncle is like 
bonkers, kajonkers, as I say, about trains. Like he's a nuts. train spotter. He will stand he on will. train platforms and with just with the anorak on, and he has notebooks full, right? And that's cool. It's fine. I yeah. don't have a problem with that. But he has also the most amazing, amazing like shed, and he has a complete like set of um of the electric trains, like yeah. the, the, the little model trains. Yeah, model you can trains. create whole scenes but for. His scenes are insane. I mean, it's so cool, and he's got all these different trains. It was brilliant as a kid. It was fascinating. Like you walk in, open the door, and like there is a table that covers the entirety of the room, and you'd have to climb underneath it to the middle, which is where all the controls were and everything. It was brilliant. Anyway, but for him. Everybody thought that he was weird because that's what he enjoyed doing. And it's the same for people who were nerds back in the day. And I'm I'm thankful I had a dad like I did because my dad loves sci-fi. And we watched Star Trek and Star Wars and, and Land of the Giants and Lost in Space and, and all these things when we were kids. And I grew up loving them. When I was a kid, I didn't want baby dolls. I hated the darn things. <laughs> I hated them. I ripped their heads off. <laughs> I drew all over them. The only one well, I kept... One of those kids. Yes, I was. That... I, the okay. only one that kept like any sort of together was the one where you fed it water and it peed. Because I used to make it pee on my brother. That's good. Yeah. All I hey, wanted. Back, back to your point. Yeah. Back all I point. wanted was a Manelian Falcon. <laughs> I go. wanted a Manelian Falcon, and I never got bought one. It made me so sad. Until and Stanley you, and made then you start it. Yeah. Stanley but made it Stanley popular again. To... Made it okay for us to be nerds. I was different at school. Everybody knew I was a bit weird and different. You know, the boys chatted to me because I was kind of into the stuff that they were into, but the girls all thought I was insane because I wanted to watch Star Wars. And you know, when it was. When the originals were re-released and remastered at the cinema, which was in the 90s, I believe, before episode one came out, yeah. that's when it started to be kind of cool to go and watch Star Wars. And most of the girls did it just to impress the boys. <laughs> nice. See, I went to the cinema with my cousins who were like oaring and ahhing over the Ewoks. And I'm like, as the guys doing the lines on stage going, you rebel scum, at the top of my lungs. And these guys are looking around at me going, how on earth do you know that? And you know what? I was okay with being weird. I was okay not being a penguin. I was okay with being a bit different. But Stanley was one of those guys who made it kind of okay. He made it more mainstream. And I don't, that's not a bad thing. Because it's made people who have been hiding in dusky corners of old comic book shops and loving those sort of things. He made it okay for us to love those things. Yeah, he did. And he made it mainstream. And you know what? That's amazing. Yeah. No, it is. And uh, and so I do want to jump into some other things. Yes. I, I do. I do have a Twigs this week, uh, This Week in Geek. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and start with that, even though we're, we're 20 minutes into the show already. But I think it's okay because Stanley deserves, he, he deserves our love. He deserves all of our love. And those that were close to him, um, you know, they feel a lot more than what we're feeling. But um, yeah. Have so you got all your Twigs? I do have my Twigs top five. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our Twigs. This Week in Geek top five. Number five. Fortnite continues its smackdown of the video game world. Last week, Fortnite hits a historic mark with 8.3 million concurrent users. Only the second video game to ever top 8 million. Now, to put that in perspective here, Trash Panda, that's more than the concurrent players in every single game on every single Steam system in the world combined. 
Boo. <laughs> Not bad for a video game that's less than a year, or j- just barely over a year old. And with the recent addition of NFL skins, even more players are picking up the game. And with a unique user count last month of topping almost 80 million, uh, it's just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, if Fortnite, Amazon, and Google were to ever merge, they, they would just take over the world and, Boo. well, hopefully offer free shipping on their new Fortnite McFarlane action figures. Boo. The Disney streaming service has a name. I know for those that couldn't wait for this amazing bit of news, Disney has announced that their new service will be called, wait for it, wait a bit longer. Oh, the suspense. It's Disney Plus. <gasps> what? Yeah, I know it's not exactly groundbreaking, but there you go. Disney Plus will be the only place you can stream all of Disney's theatrical released movies, and it will include content from the Disney brand itself, Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, and National Geographic. And in fact, it's organizing the app by those exact same categories. Now, no pricing has been confirmed yet. However, Disney CEO Bob Iger has said the price will be less than Netflix and be reflective of the fact that they have substantially less content, but they plan to make up for that with high-quality programming from across its empire, and we'll talk more about those additions of all the Marvel and Star Wars spinoffs coming later. Three. Comic book heroes aren't the only ones who can rise from the dead. Did you hear about this one? Captain Cassian Andor, who you might remember from Rogue One, is rumored to be the title character in another live-action Star Wars series set to launch with Disney Plus in fall of 2019. Is he having a laugh? Is he having a laugh? What? Okay, so we have The Mandalorian. We have an unnamed trilogy of Star Wars films helmed by director Ryan Johnson. We have the possibility of an Obi-Wan spinoff starring Ewan McGregor and now Cassian Andor series. Oh, come on! Is this you telling me that there's too many Star Wars series coming out? No! What are you doing? Stop that. Um, Now, after Star Wars talking about hitting the brakes on production after the low turnout to solo a Star Wars story, it seems that Disney just likes dollar signs more and wants to make more of them, um, I guess. Also, I think they're just trying to lure people to their new streaming service with new content only available through them, and that's what this is. Duh. Winning. <laughs> two. Fred Savage and the Princess Bride Part 2? Well, not exactly. So, yes, Fred Savage will be in bed. Yes, he will be sick. And yes, he will have a story being read to him. However, that will be presented and shared from our favorite Merc with a Mouth, Deadpool himself. The PG-13 cut that is aiming to be more... And I'm going to put this family friendly in air quotes, family friendly. We'll be hitting theaters for a limited run in December with a DVD release. I'm sure shortly thereafter, maybe. Is he having a laugh? Is he having a laugh? No, really. This will at least be an acceptable cut. If you have some tweens and teens and youngins, you were on the fence with whether you should take them or not, which I'm going to tell you, you should not have. That's good that you did not. But still just know that when Deadpool says that his film is family friendly, you have to take that with a mountain of salt. All I'm getting are these. All I'm getting are these. One. Peter Jackson would be so proud. Now we finally have some definitive information about Avengers 4. Is it the plot and direction? No. Does it have to do with new character additions? Absolutely not. Does it at least give us a hint of which characters may die in the final installment? Not in the slightest. So what does it tell us? 
it tells us that Avengers 4 will be three hours long. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> For fans of movies that will never end, a.k.a. fans of Lord of the Rings, you can rejoice because this one fits the bill. Don't forget your popcorn, your candy, as well as compression socks and possibly an adult diaper so that you can make it through this film without ever, ever, ever leaving your seat. And that is your Twigs Top 5. the way that you are. Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. You know what, Almond? I hate so much Trash about Panda. the things that you choose to be. <laughs> what are you doing to me? This is the Twigs Top 5, not Michael Scott in The Office. What was that from? Was That's that what she said. Oh, my goodness. That had no bearing on what I just said. That did not work there. That did not work there, Trash Panda. Yes, that was your Twigs Top 5, Trash Panda. <laughs> what do you have? Okay. So what are you geeking out about this week? Do you, do you have any good stuff that you are I geeking do. out about? I do. I do. So um, I was looking. There's just not a lot of TV news out there at the moment. I've, got a, yeah, I've only got a couple things on TV yeah, news this week. So I'm going to go for the movies because there was quite a lot of movie news that I was quite excited about. Um, first of all, the new trailer for Dumbo dropped. Now, I... Not Operation Dumbo Drop, but Dumbo. <laughs> um, now, I'm not a huge fan of the movie Dumbo, the original Disney. I've got to be honest. And I'm and so those dancing elephants freaked me out as a kid. Of these live action remakes of absolutely everything. It's like, come on, can you please get some original content here? Like how we have another Jungle Book coming out? No, oh, I know. Another one. Mowgli. They just did one. Mowgli. Why are That's we doing another Netflix, one? Because Netflix are making it. So, a okay. bit kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, but... When I saw this one, what I didn't realize is A, Tim Burton's doing it, and B, Colin Farrell's in it. So I'm like, eh, I don't need to see it at the cinema, but I really kind of do want to see it now because I love Tim Burton. Okay, hold on, I hold on, stuff. hold on. So the first, the first Dumbo, the reason I didn't like it is because it was so weird. I mean, it, it had psychedelic... Weird and creepy, yes. And I, So now you're telling me that I should like this second one because we have the weirdest, creepiest director of our time directing it? I wouldn't say he's the weirdest, creepiest director. He does weird stuff. Like, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas and just this. He always adds, like, even Edward Scissorhands is a very creepy, weird movie. It's a lovely, heartfelt movie. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. No, it's creepy. And then it's he not did, creepy. All of them are. And the, the Barber one, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, come Cut on. Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd, the Demon Barber of Freak Street is not exactly a light and fluffy sort of thing, is it? Exactly. Tim Burton. Adding weird twistinesses to He's it. He's not making Saw or any of that horror junk, is he? Okay, but horror is its own thing. He is a gothic director. There's nothing wrong with the gothic genre, and he does very well. I know, I know, I know you like Tim Burton, but for me, like, I, I still have not seen the entirety of Nightmare Before Christmas just because it, it just creeps me out. I, for some reason, that kind of movie I can't watch. Even what was the one uh, where the ch there was the oh, um, Corpse Bride. Remember the corpse bride? Yeah. Even that one, like that just creeps me out. It was was that a Tim Burton as well, or was that? Yeah. Yeah. See, stuff like that. I just I, I don't know why. Well, you know, with me and Labyrinth, we don't get along. Even stuff like, I know that's not Tim Burton, but but stuff like that where I just I I can't handle it. I can't do it. And just to point out, we were listening to the Labyrinth soundtrack when we finally got the whisper this week. I know, but no, it was it was Ghostbusters. 
We, we were doing a... That was the beginning, but the I know, end I know. was Labyrinth. We, we were working really hard. There's a, a Whisper of the Worm quest in Destiny 2 where you can get this exotic sniper rifle. And we had spent a lot of time over multiple days with one of our clan mates. And we finally, finally, Hi, finally... Hey, Sonny. We finally got it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was great. But we, we did start with... We did start Ghostbusters with Ghostbusters too, too. And then Labyrinth. Yeah, but I wasn't paying attention to the Labyrinth parts. Whatever. I was paying attention to the Anyway, <laughs> I'm interested to see it. I like Tim Burton. I like what he does. When he does kind of do the Disney thing, he's he's really interesting. And it's it's suitably kind of like uh, atmospheric without being horrifically creepy because it's Disney end of the way. But I really like what he does. So I'm interested to see it. Okay. So... Um, another uh, trailer that dropped this week, Toy Story 4, did a teaser trailer. It wasn't really a trailer. It was just Buzz and Woody talking to two other stuffed no, animals. No, the original one is all of the characters kind of like dancing in a circle. And then this little spoon man who goes, I'm not a toy. I'm not a toy. And then makes them all kind of fall over. What? Which was a bit strange. Okay. And then the one in the in like the fairground with the two little animals that were making fun of Buzz and Woody. Yeah. That was to kind of a commentary on the teaser trailer that dropped. Oh, uh, okay. So. I only saw the one with the fair animals talking about it. Oh, I know. Number one, brilliant classic movie. Number two, really good fun. Oh, yeah. Really I'm going to watch it. it for sure. Number three was kind of, it was had its moments. Oh, but it come was on. Of, the ah. toys were holding hands in the furnace. What oh, is my that? gosh. That was horrible. <laughs> Talk about creepy. They're all going to die. Oh, no, that was horrible. I didn't like that bit at all. So anyway, for what they're going to do now. Andy's obviously gone. No well, more so Andy. He, well, Andy gave all of his toys, the though, right? Girl. Yeah, to the little girl. I can't think of her name. No, I can't either. But anyway, so I don't know what it's going to be about. There is no real information out there, but... Next summer we're gonna have Toy Story Four. Andy's so, kids, maybe. No, it's gotta it's gotta stay with the girl. No, the no you can't girl. take it back. Yeah, you yeah, can't take it girl. back. All right. Um Netflix, uh, a couple of new things that dropped on Netflix. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which what? has been directed by the Coen brothers, which is very interesting. Oh, yeah, Coen brothers brother, are where art thou? Um, it's taken from it's six different stories that surround one like central plot line. And there's like six different ballads, but they will have like a concurrent narrative running through them. Right. huge cast james franco's in it and oh i can't even think off the top of my head there was a massive cast in it lots of very well-known faces i love franco he's got an amazing and it's smile in it's dropped on netflix already so if you want to watch Ooh. it go and have a look um it's got mixed reviews and i do not think it's going to be child friendly but if you're into the, like the cowboy scene and the coen brothers kind of quirky style you might enjoy it. Yeah, it seems most things dropping on Netflix nowadays are not family friendly when they're Netflix originals. Netflix really goes rough and raw with a lot of their stuff. And uh, even Castlevania, apparently it's an anime, but they've gotten very, it's a very R anime they've just released. And, and that's, again, why I'm worried about Narnia. What are they going to do with the yeah. Chronicles of Narnia? That's going to probably be an R rated Chronicles of Narnia. But there's other things that have been spirituality, all right. Yeah. So well, anyway. Even Sabrina, that's a weird, dark Yeah, rough one. but um, Mowgli's going to drop on December the 4th, I believe, and that's supposed to be very family-friendly. That's the... The, the second Jungle, Jungle Book, Book adaptation. One. But yeah. it's got Kate Blanchett and Benedict Cumberbatch, and uh, who's all in that one? Yeah, they're uh, bringing the Tom, money, Tom Holland, and Andy Serkis is directing it, and Tom yeah, Holland's in yeah. it. Uh, so they have put a lot of people and a lot of money into that. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it'd still probably be a little bit darker, yeah. but... Uh, um, another movie that looks, I was just kind of like, I was just kind of 
glancing it, to be quite honest. I was just like, no, that's not for me. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I, I was what like, what this. on earth is this? And then somebody said, you should watch that trailer. I'm like, what? No. I mean, my kids play P- Pokemon Go. We still play it a little bit. And I was like, whatever. I'm not that bothered about it. Oh my gosh, Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. Pikachu. That's all you need to know. Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. Now, it, it's uh it's way darker than I think it should be. I mean, think think Tim Burton Gotham City with like a noir feel to it. Like like it has this really overly dark feeling the entire time through, but what I was impressed with was the way the Pokémon actually looked. They look yeah. almost borderline very creepy because they're so real in the animation and the way they look. Uh it, I think in a good way, maybe, because I was thinking more like Space Jam, right? You, you look at the way the characters look. They're just like cartoon characters Who in the real Roger world. Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Stuff like that. But no, these are, I mean, I mean think of uh, like Monsters, Inc. with the amount of detail they put into those monsters. And then think well, of it's your, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. They look like they should be there. And which is kind of also what adds to the creep factor of it. But um, but, 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 it's, but it's Ryan much. Reynolds. It's Ryan yeah. Reynolds as Pikachu. Uh, I, I, have I think to the see kids that. are going to enjoy it. So we'll probably go and drop that. that and have a go. Well, we it. may watch that first. I mean, it depends on how yeah. it. Uh, uh, so something else, um, f- because we're coming into December, which means we're near the end of the year. And next year, there is an awful lot of movies going to be dropping. So I have got my top 10 picks for 2019. Ooh, I, I've, Ooh. Got, I've got a little list that takes me up until like April of like this this next like four months. Just looks fantastic in movies. Well, these are ones, uh, some of which people are going to be going, uh-huh, and some that you won't know. So okay, go. let's go for the obvious ones. X-Men Dark Phoenix. So are we just going to start in, in release date order or are you just going to nope, throw out random? No, they're just random okay. in for t- next year. So X-Men Dark Phoenix. So that's going to be a summer release. Really looking forward to that. Yes, oh, absolutely. absolutely. So good. Avengers 4. Yep. That's going to be a late spring. I think that's May 3rd. Yep. Late spring release, but yes. Star Wars Episode 9. Ooh, when is it? That's December. next December. Okay, so that's going to be a, a winter release, yep. a very end of 2019. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is March. That one's coming up. That's in my list of the next, like, four months. It's March 8th. Yep. I'm excited about that. I, I hasten to put this in because, Zachary Levi, I love you. Shazam. Oh, I you cannot have that in there. It. Yes, you do. No, when, when is that one, though? Is that That's a spring release, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um... Now, the other ones, they're the, the main ones that most people know about. The one we have been talking about a little bit is Men in Black 4, which now has almost, I think it's finished filming now. Um, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Does it have a name yet? It's still being referred to as the Men in Black spinoff is all I've heard so far. Yeah, Men in Black 4 is all I've got from it. But they have finished filming. It does, uh, it's set in England. Agent O is still in it, which is, um, ah... Manny McPhee. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Professor Trelawney. Yeah. Uh, wow, can't think of her name either. No, I can see her face. Can't think for sense and sensibility. Anyway, brilliant English actress that my brain will not go there. Anyway, she's going to be in it, carrying on as Agent O. So it's going to be set in England. Looks really good. That's coming out next year. Okay. Um, one that I did not know was coming out, and I'm actually quite excited about it, is Artemis Fowl. Now. You probably will have heard of this set of books. Um, Artemis Fowl II is a young Irish criminal mastermind. He kidnaps the fairy Lep Recon officer Holly Short for ransom to fund the search for his missing father. Okay. Okay. It's being directed by Kenneth Shakespeare is my middle name, but so is Thor Branner. Okay. <laughs> These books are hilarious. Emma Thompson. Emma, Emma Thompson. Thompson. Sorry, as the Nanny McPhee yeah. person. Okay, sorry. So, 
I love these books. They're really funny. It's it's completely strange twist on a fairy tale. It just looks like they're going to be good. And the first one's coming out next year. Now, hopefully, if they do it justice and they do it right, we might be in for a good long series of these books. Nice. But Eon Colfer is the um, author. So if you're interested, go and go on down to the library or go down to one of the bookshops and go and pick one up. They are pretty funny. They're great. I mean, they're kids' books, but they're funny enough. I mean, my dad liked them. He was the one who told me about them years and years and years ago. Go and read these books. I think we have the first one um, here. So... Well worth a, a check out. Um, another one that I'm really looking forward to, Terminator 6. Wow. Linda Hamilton is back. <laughs> Wait, this is the one that's supposed to take place right after Terminator 2. So all it the is. rest of it was all like three we Salvation Genesis. We're zeroing out all of the other timelines. We're going back to Linda Hamilton. Apparently, there might be some CGI of um, the kid. Okay. Can't think of his name no, either. He, yeah, he's, he didn't do much after Terminator. No pretty much well anyway. I, I guess it would make sense if, if they brought a time travel element in that, that did cancel the other timelines and that would make sense they can say hey look this has now happened everything else is moot the way they did with star trek when star trek came in uh and the romulans came through the rift and 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 thing and people got wiped out you know all of uh what's the spot the vulcan the vulcan planet got taken out yeah um it, it's something where they just reset the timeline. I guess you could do something very similar with Terminator. When, once you add the element of time travel, really anything is possible in a movie. Edward Furlong, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been confirmed. He is going to be back <laughs> as the Terminator. There is T-800s that are confirmed as well. All no, right. that's all that's on the cast list. It just says there's two e T-800s confirmed. Do you know if so they've when, started filming this or is this one that's still a little ways out This in is coming out... Next year. Oh, this is 2019. All of these movies are 2019 wow. releases. I haven't heard a lot from that one as far as production-wise what's going on. Oh, and the last two that I'm really interested in, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Looks so good. That's Millie Bobby a... Brown, love you. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a summer release this yes, year. Yes. That that's probably, for me, one of my top picks for next year. Wow. Okay. Really looking forward to that one. I loved the other Godzilla movie. Um, not the one with... Um, what's his name? Matthew, ah! Matthew Broderick. Yes, thank you. So, so not the Matthew Broderick one you you yeah. did or didn't like that one. No, I I do like that one. It's entertaining, but I meant the newer one. Okay, I really enjoyed that one. It was a lot darker and it was it had a brilliant storyline. You, you didn't even see Godzilla most of the time in that no, movie. No, no, but it was very well done and I really enjoyed it. So this is Godzilla King of the Monsters, and the nice thing is, is through this movie they are actually going to be bringing in and surrounding the Kong Skull Island, we might see oh. the Gazira versus Kong at some point, or oh them battling gosh. together. So it's to a really interesting a mutual, world. A mutual enemy. Yeah. So really looking forward to that. And the last one, I don't know if you've heard of this, it's called Chaos Walking. It's Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, oh. which, ah, yes, I know. It's a dystopian novel um, where there are no women and all creatures living can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images words and sounds called noise now daisy ridley is obviously a woman yeah so she's the only woman available so there are not oh, so much information about this i've got to find out if there's a book or something so i can kind of read up a bit more on it um but it, and, and the, what is it called again Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking. Okay. Um, there's no trailer for it or anything else at the moment, but I've got to say from the little I've seen about it, it does look really, really um, like it's going to be a really interesting movie. Um, 
definitely up my I love dystopian sort of novels anyway and really enjoy them um but it's part of um a set of books um but the noise is a man unfiltered and a filter is a man of just chaos walking so it's a three it's three novels all together okay. so hopefully we shall hear more on that one but like I say Tom Holland Daisy Ridley can you really go wrong there I probably not. So. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't think that's so. pretty good. Um, now the rundown I have just just in release date order from now. We'll, we'll, we'll put Fantastic Beasts because that one has just come out, and we'll be seeing um, that tomorrow. And we'll be seeing that tomorrow. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. November twenty second is coming out. Spider Man into the Spider Verse and Mortal Engines. December fourteenth. Mary Poppins. December nineteenth. Aquaman and Bumblebee. December twenty first. The Lego Movie two. February 8th, How to Train Your Dragon. There's another one on February 22nd. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Like you said, Captain Marvel on uh, March 8th, Wonder Park on March 15th, and I'll go as far as April 12th for the new Hellboy. So we've got this really amazing run of the next four months of very, very solid movies. You, I mean, you got to watch two movies a month or more to get all of those in, and those are very, other than Mary Poppins, which I'm not super excited about, I think all the rest... Uh, we're going to have to see Wonder Park is that new animated one. Yeah, that uh, does that, look that they, interesting. That the kids will probably want to watch, and so we'll end up going to that one. But, yeah. um, but again, that's not even mentioning uh, Aladdin, which is coming up this year. Spider-Man is coming out this year. The Lion King is coming. Well, not this year, but 2018, so in this next school year. Shaft, as well as New Mutants. You've been looking so oh, forward to New Mutants. You yeah, want to see have. that one. But you, and it's coming you, out this the year. The reason I want to see um, The Lion King is because of Donald Glover. I Donald love Glover. That dude. Oh. Okay, again, we are going to push Community. And you miss Batman. Angel Alita out there as well. Oh, I did. I'm yeah. sorry. Wow. I, I just even watched that new trailer uh, for that. 6th of February for that one. And that's a February release. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I do apologize about that. But no, Donald Glover. You should be. If you have not seen Community, he is amazing in Community. He does just a, a fun job. Uh, and even then listening, I've, we've listened to uh, interviews with uh, Yvette Nicole Brown talking about how the awesome he is. The Childish Gambino. The Childish Gambino. You, you need to check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, uh, Chaos Walking is an expected 1st of March release. Chaos of this year. Chaos Walking? Of well, this of, coming of year, 2018? yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, that, that's, it's really as far as movie news, though, I don't have much more to add to yours other than uh, Venom just beats out Justice League at the box office. So Venom, a very it, it wasn't really super maligned, but it didn't get great reviews in this country. And with China's release that happened a couple weeks ago, uh, it added one hundred and ten million to the the already decent haul and it's got six hundred and seventy three million now. I have to seen pass so many Justice like, League Pinterest. The amount of people making hilarious little like storyboards about Venom and um, the guy hosting Tom him. Hardy. Yeah, but I I'm, I was thinking of the name. Oh, the Eddie guy. Brock. Eddie, Eddie Brock. Brock. That's it. And the little guy there, kind of like them having conversations. It's hilarious. There's so many. <laughs> I still need to see that movie. But but what, what, still, what's crazy about this is you think of Venom. This, this wasn't supposed to be any kind of major movie for Marvel or Sony, right? It's just one kind of those little niche movies that comes out, uh, which it's still we expect it to do well. But Justice League, that is DC's penultimate movie-going experience. It is all of their characters. It is Batman, uh, Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Cyborg. Uh, I mean, it's everybody coming together. And Venom, this, this movie that was a fall release, meaning they really didn't have a lot of faith in this movie. A fall release movie has now beaten out Justice League. Yep. I, it, it still just blows me away that, that this is what's happening to DC and Warner Brothers and that the, the least 
likably released movie is is beating the, their top ultimate thing down, and that's that's that. But it's yeah, it's, crazy. Um, movie news again, and in TV news, I don't have a whole lot other than launching on Monday is one that I'm excited about. Um, Uhtred is coming back. The Last Kingdom. Netflix will launch season three, November Ooh, 19th, and the Orville season two is and dropping the, well, in de- December thirtieth. The Orville season. Uh, three and then Mystery Science Theater three thousand the TV show that will never end because I remember watching that back in in high school so in the mid nineties uh, Mystery Science Theater was on the air but Ooh. it's been relaunched November twenty second uh, with the release on that one Brooklyn Nine Nine's got a just tenth of January release time as well that's now coming it's up soon then. Up. Which is pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to that. And Star Trek Discovery in January as well. Well, Discovery, Season yes. Season two. That wasn't right or right away. I'm so excited. Oh, but with Batman, Superman, and the Justice League all struggling to keep things together, uh, with major stars stepping down a production in limbo, DC has now decided to lean on one of their premier flagship characters to save them. Do you know who that is? No. They are making a new series that's now in production based on this premier amazing character. Who is it? Swamp Thing. Really? (laughs) (laughs) They're bringing Swamp Thing back, um, and a pilot will air on DC Universe digital streaming service. That sounds about right. Sometime in 2019. Yeah, so of all the things going on in DC right now, they're they're making a Swamp Thing series, which is, it just made me laugh. It'll probably be done well. It'll probably, um, I I, I guess it will be done well. Whenever I see, you know, again, smaller characters brought back to the limelight. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example of taking these lesser known characters, making it something good. So if you have the right people behind it, it can be a good show. I'm just laughing because of all the problems they're having with all of their major characters. And then they're releasing Swamp Thing. Just made me kind of laugh. And that's, uh, I think that's the end of our our TV, (laughs) our TV news. Um, I did have something on video games quickly if you had something as well yeah i was i was just been looking at that this week the starlink battle for atlas oh yeah yeah, yeah. it looks really interesting is, is that multi-platform that's not exclusive to one platform is no it? it's releasing on xbox switch and playstation um and actually it's based on Star Fox. oh okay so I'm interested because I always like, I like Star Fox 64. And that's a Skylander, so Disney fun. Infinity, Lego Dimension yeah, type of game, right? Where you buy with this is that different you can, thing pieces. You can buy different um, ships and then you can add different guns to them and change the pilots out. Oh. So you've got even more um, kind of like switchability within Wait, the so actual this, so things. So this board knows what guns you have on and Apparently. what pilot you have in the ship that's in there? Apparently. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So you can switch out depending on what you get you can actually switch all these different things okay, out but i'm just gonna say no right now them. do you understand we have an entire trunk right now that is completely chocked full of disney infinity and lego dimensions characters we cannot add and a Skylanders. whole oh, and sky yeah they have skylander for we we bought all those after the fact now just recently but still that's three different types of things that we need to be stored somewhere we can't add another one there's just no room there's no room trash panda there's yeah, no room but this looks fun i know it looks fun but get rid of something all right we're gonna get rid of all of the dimensions and the infinities no. just get rid of all of them we're just going to throw everything else away no. and then we'll get the next one no we'll just go and get some of those shadow boxes so they can go up on his wall i don't want them on the walls they need to be put away somewhere okay Ugh. um m- my uh, video game news is that xbox will be releasing a discless console potentially as early as spring 2019 uh what's kind of cool about spring? this spring just this coming spring yes 
Which why is, would they do it? For I, I don't know spring. why you would wear. It, it would really have been a good idea to do it for the Christmas season because yeah. uh, they're they're really trying to push this out as an under two hundred dollar console or around one hundred and fifty pounds for a console. Uh, so it'll come in substantially cheaper. With the fact that uh, again, the last couple of games we've bought have all been digital anyways, so we're not buying physical media anymore no. to where and it's the same with our, our movies when's the last time we actually bought a physical blu-ray every new release for the most part okay 95 percent of the new releases we're buying or buying digitally we are not buying the dvds right okay well oh, geez you can stockpiling something somewhere <laughs> i know you like your <laughs> special edition metal cases and yeah your you know what i do I, i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying i know that but it's so much easier to not have to worry about storing those yeah, but when there's an apocalypse, then I will still have my lovely pictures and, and discs. And all you the, won't. And all the iTunes and Amazon servers blow the up. The cloud will explode. And then you can still sit at home in your little post-apocalyptic bunker watching Red Dwarf. I can. <laughs> Now, now, this new console, though, it's not to be confused with Xbox's next-gen console, which is set to launch in 2020, um, but it's the direction we're going. Again, everything just digital, and, and you don't need discs, and I think it's a great idea because you just can then slap in, you can use that disc space and just slap in a, extra hard drives, bigger hard drives to store all of our content because our 500-gig PS4 is maxed out. Every time I want to do a stupid Destiny 2 update, I've got to delete another game off of it just to handle the 150 gigs that Destiny 2 is now because <laughs> It's just ugh, taking it all over. It was kind of funny. I was just talking to some kids, though, that asked me what it was like to play on a PlayStation 2. And I said, well, you have to take the disc out of the box and put it in and do this. And they're like, you have to use discs? What? You're old. So apparently, if you've ever physically had to put a cartridge or a disc into a game system, then, then you are old. That's not true because the Game Boys still have cartridges and discs are still needed for a playstation they still go to game and go and buy a disc i know but but mo most kids let's say they're their kids living in a house they have an xbox one or a ps4 right now See, no. all they do is download the game nowadays no i Mom, know can i have this but, click by done like it's but honestly unless you can remember playing video games on a cassette tape no you mean you have to use your hands? That's a baby game. That's a baby's toy. It's a baby's what movie? Movie? Come on. Back to the Future Part 2. Well, some people yeah. out there might not have gotten that, which was Elijah Wood's Lame. first ever appearance in a movie. Back to the Future Part 2, Michael J. Fox playing. Lame. And what was the name of the video game, though? Oh, it oh. was the, uh, it was a Western one. It was. No, brain won't cut there. I can't. Th I, I think, I want to say Hogan's Alley, but I don't think that's right because Hogan's Alley wasn't quite... It wasn't it, but still, yeah. Um, I should have known that as well. I apologize. Uh, but so that's, you're getting on to me when I, it's... Well, you should have known. You, you I should apologize have... for nothing. <laughs> exactly. I apologize for nothing. Trash Panda. No! You got to cut that out. I'll keep doing it. You know I will. All right. Well, no, that's... Hey, no! That is a very good lead-in. Because I have one last piece of news. Oh, I'm so excited about that. I've Sir been trying. Ian McKellen been is doing trying. a one-man show for his 80th birthday. And All he's over touring London, around England. England. And he's going to be doing, uh, he's going to be talking all about all the different things he's done from being Magneto to Gandalf. And doing to monologues. And, monolo oh, and having people come goodness. on stage and act with him. He wants people to come up and be a part of it. And every, everywhere this has gone on sale, I've tried to get tickets so far. The stupid thing is, is the theatre 
sponsor that we love and we go to quite a lot, we tried to get on their website. Their website went down. Their phone lines were blocked. And then they were sold out. We are so angry. Yeah, so angry. So there are a few tickets still left at some places in London. No, no, Blackpool. No, no. no I have because really? I've just checked. Uh, Blackpool and Liverpool I have every London some. Station Windsor still theater. have tickets. And so there are still Hold a on. few Hold on. Go in and actually tickets. try to buy them and see what it says. Did you actually go in and try to buy yes, them? Yes, I did. And they say that they've still got, they're going to be doing another round of tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some that are doing second rounds. There's one I'm looking at right now. They don't release until the 21st. There's one in Cambridge I'm looking at because that's another close one that I think we could possibly get to. Um, But a lot of these, they want you to be donors of the theater first in order for you to get on their ticket buying. Not getting quiet. I'm telling you how to do it. You've got to become a donor of some of these theaters. And so. would have happily have bought the Mercury Theatre a five pound light switch if it would have let me do so, but it wouldn't. Why not? Did you try? Yes. Oh, How, what kind of donor do you have to be to get on their pr- pr- like premier buyers list? You can buy a five pound light switch. Oh, I was trying. You were trying to buy a five pound light switch. I was actually trying to buy them water for a month, but they wouldn't let me. I'm sorry. We'll get it. But yes, yeah, so if, if you can get tickets, though, it, it's all happening up until I think September or so. It's, it's, it's starting, I think, in January, February. It's when the first you performances are. And uh, so Sir Ian McKellen, <laughs> yes, we are nerds. Yeah. We want to go see this. We will, we will find a way in. We will find a way into we one shall. of these theaters. We're going to go see Ian McKellen. And, and if you are in the UK, I recommend it as well. The guy is 80, but he's just a, a legend in the industry. And just I've, I've seen interviews and heard him interviewed and podcasts. And he just sounds like the most fantastic guy to sit and have a conversation with. And I want to be in a theater with him just telling stories. Yes. That would be so amazing. It would. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to is yep. a little bit of time. And I'll get on stage and we'll do a little... Uh, Dual thing together and we'll act a log, dear. A a log. Is that really what it's called? If there's two of you doing a back and forth, it's called a duologue. Mm. Hello, I did well, performance I arts is and theater studies at A level. Okay. Don't question me. It's just more of a scene. We'll do a scene together. Why is it called a duologue? No. I'm just going to keep shaking my head at you. I'm going to get the sound effects back no out. No more sound effects. All right. Well, I, I think that's all we have. Uh, but next week, we're talking Fantastic Beats, The Grimes of Grindelwald. We're because we're going tomorrow night to see it. So we will be doing a spoiler-free review. We're only giving you a week this time. Once you've had that week, we are going to spoil it. So it's really two weeks from now that we're not going to be spoiling. So you've got two weeks to, so to watch it. So if you want, you don't want to hear about it, don't listen in next week because we're going to spoil it. So uh, we're giving you a bit of extra time to listen. That's right. Yes. Um, again, thank you though for joining us. It has been a, an interesting week. Again, with uh, with Stanley's passing on Monday, we do still want to make sure we're honoring him in everything that we do. And and I think though, just as as geeks, um, I mean, the best way we can is just just to keep making the community. Um, our geek community, just, just the best it can be because that, that's all Stanley tried to foster. That's all Stanley tried to do was just to encourage people, was to empower people where they were and to show people that it's okay to be broken. It's okay to be damaged a little bit. It's kind of how you work through that though. Um, and, and it's about helping those people in your community and, and just to just to be you because that's all Stanley tried to get people to see was, hey, just be you, be unique, be the person that you are. Uh, don't forget to be awesome because you already are. And, and hopefully we can echo those sentiments and that's what we can 
can re- really share with you and encourage you. And is it just be yourself, man, just be, uh, or wool man, um, but just be yourself, be true to who you are, love who you are because no one else can be you. So be it because you are awesome. Yeah, and I would encourage you as well, please, you know, Stanley's wife's already passed away as well, um, but please be praying for his family. That's got to be a really hard one, especially when your father is literally everywhere. Um, They've got to be really going through it at the moment. So I encourage you to just be praying for them and just to keep them in your prayers and your thoughts because that's really cool. And actually, um, I, I forgot real quick. Oh. I, I did a Twitter poll uh, and got hundreds of results back on this for Ooh. who was your favorite Stanley creation. And I put Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk, and X-Men. And I got an even split between Spider-Man and X-Men. So th- those there were the, as go. far as at the top percentage-wise. Um, so Spider-Man and X-Men were, were people's favorite Stanley creations. So, so yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. So my my thing always as a go is, you know, be unique. And the reason we say be unique is literally because, you know what, as nerds, as geeks, you know what, it's okay to love those things. It's okay to enjoy all those things. And you know what, to have fun with them. But it requires you to also to be okay with the things that you like and the things that you enjoy and not having to follow the crowd the whole time, not having to swim in the same direction as all the other fish. You know what? Swim in the other direction. It's okay. If you want to swim in that direction, that's okay too, but Who don't to do be it normal? just because everybody else wants to do it. Don't okay? be normal. Normal is no. not fun. You know, what? on you. Friday I went to school at where I work and I, it was it's children in need so everybody was wearing pudsy ears which this this is bear basically people in england will know what i'm talking about but it's it's just the mascot for this and massive what charity did you wear all day at school i wore the trash panda head all, all day, day. <laughs> i made one kid scream so loud when i popped my head around the door of one of the things i mean it was hilarious i made a 10 year old boy like literally shriek it was hilarious his pants and everything um, was great scarred for life now good job good no. job trash panda it's, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what that put a smile on, on so many kids faces even though they would not be quiet during assembly and i was thinking i was a really bad idea coming into assembly with this head on you know what I did it and they all loved it because it was something different. It was something fun. And it was just, you know what? Yes, I looked like a complete and idiot, but I did it anyway. You were the and trash that panda. Okay. That's not looking like an idiot. You know That's what? looking awesome. I love it. I absolutely do. And you know what? It's great to share that your love of things and to get people excited about them as well. You know what? There's not a day that I don't go out the house with the Manelian Falcon on my T-shirt or my Darth Vader um, hoodie on or, you know, a wrist bracelet on that's got, you know, I am Groot. I don't care. It's fun. And I like being me because I like the things that I like. There you go. And you know what? God created you to be unique. He created you to be very, very just the person you are. So you know what? Love the things you do and enjoy them. And you know what? Share them with other people and help them to see that, you know what? Life is not about being a penguin and being a part of this massive crowd who want you to be a different person. Be you. Be unique. That's important. You go. You go, girl. All right. Um, well, again, I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We do love you. Uh, we do this because, well, one, we, we love it, but uh, hopefully because you can join along and be encouraged in some way. But uh, I think that's also from Deadpool. 
Deadpool from Deadpool <laughs> from the Trash Panda. Uh, don't forget to be awesome. I'm just uh, this just just so uh, as we go out as a mark of respect. That's my little gun salute for some standing. It's seven shots, though. Oh, sorry. There you go. There you go. Seven shots. And Excelsior. Have a great night, guys. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.